A quick warning before we begin, our episodes are made for adult ears, so do expect to hear some swear words and occasionally some adult themes. Oh, one more thing while we're at the warnings, a note on sound quality. These episodes have been produced by us in isolation. They're not made in our usual studio, so they don't sound as slick. But bear with us. I promise you the content is worth waiting around for. Hey, Daisy, can we make some podcasts? Yeah, we've got so much time on our hands. Sounds good to me. Every day we could bring a good and a bad news item, what's keeping us going, what's making us blue, and then we'll try and get as many guests as we can. Stunning. Let's do it. (laughs) This is Roisin Bevan and you're listening to Harness, Isolation Diaries. Hello, Roisin. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. It's nearly midnight here. Um, it's been a nice day. It's been quite productive. It's been sunny and relatively productive. I mean, I got a few bits done, but also under not a lot of pressure. So it was nice. Out of 10, my friend? I'm going to go for a seven and a half today. No, a seven. Come on, could chill out. Go for a, I'm going to go for a seven. How are you? And then give me your out of 10, please. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've just woken up. So it's 20 to seven here. I, I had a good day. I had a couple of gins last night. I've definitely been hearing people say, and I can relate to one of the positive takeaways at this time is sort of the pressure being off. So as much mm-hmm. as I'm ready for it to end, uh, it, that's also a feature that I can't deny. Of If you are someone who is a bit perfectionistic, to have that enforced downtime, or knowing that the rest of the world is in enforced downtime kind of takes the pressure of you having to be the best and do it all today. Um, so I'm surprised I, you're even doing this, I considering. Know, I'm, I'm so relaxed. I know. So do you have a good news item today? Wait, you didn't give me out of your, you're out of 10. Oh, um, I think I'm a seven. Stunning. I'm glad we're starting on equal footing and I'm glad that you're a bit, you can feel more relaxed. Also, I'm loving the amount of voice notes that we're getting right now. It's really, really nice. It's really nice. And I can't wait for everyone to hear them more and more as we go on because they're from all over the world for a start. And I feel a sense of community when I listen to them. Completely. It's such a nice way to bring everyone all together and feel a part of something. I already feel, if if I'm going to toot our horn about our little idea, I'm going to say I already feel a little bit less alone. I've got the absolute joy of telling the good news this week. And I'm announcing it like Bake Off. Yeah. I've got the rubbish job. Are you Sandy or Noel? I think neither of us are a Noel, really. Even though we I'd love to be, an, I'm exactly the same as you. I'd love to be a Noel, but I'm short, blonde, and a little old lesbian. So I feel like because mine is quite depressing, I think that I need to go first. Okay, go on then. Unless you have a sandwich. The sandwich is going to be. I've got it. This sandwich today is your end is the end of the bread, like the whole crust. Yeah, and then mine is the really nice filling and the really nice soft bit of bread. So you get the crust out of the way. Okay, I thought it was prudent because of the guest that we're having on, who I'm really, really, really excited about. But this I was sent yesterday, 
It's from the Now This Is Politics Instagram page and uh, she's unnamed but it's a nurse in America who is just devastated and I'm going to play that clip now. America is not prepared and nurses are not being protected. <laughs> I quit my job today. I wanted to work and I was assigned to a COVID patient on an ICU unit that has been converted to a designated COVID unit. None of the nurses are wearing masks, not even surgical masks in the hallways when they're giving report to each other. I had my own N95 mask. I told my manager I understand we're short on supplies, but let me protect myself. Let me feel safe. I have family that I have to come home to and the way things are looking, this isn't gonna get any better. America is not prepared and nurses are not being protected. <laughs> that is absolutely heartbreaking. Isn't it? And you just think with that narcissist at the helm of it all, there's no leadership, there's no care. It just says everything. Yeah. You can't value your medical professionals as a baseline of humanity. Then where is your head? Honestly, I just can't even wrap my head around that. Mm. So one of my good news topics today is Jimmy Fallon asking Twitter to change movie titles into quarantine themed ones. And some of them are quite funny. Um, so I'm going to share a few. Uh, one of them here is A Star is Bored. Like that. Oh, I like that one. Uh, Do Little. Very good. I mean, that one's a bit shit, but it is quite funny. Um, <laughs> this one tickled me, and you know it would. Uh, gloves, actually. Very good. You know, <laughs> I love, I love, love actually. Can't help myself. Um, oh, this one was good as well. Uh, my best friend's wedding got cancelled. Uh, that's about it for those ones. Love and it. Then and we'll another thing I sent to you was the cutest video of a little toddler and he was walking down the street and no one was there but apparently he says hello to everyone on the street usually and he carries on doing it anyway even though no one's there and that is just his little voice now mm -hmm. hi <laughs> hi good morning oh isn't that gorgeous what a oh, sweetheart adorable a community man a, a community man he's gonna run the world i just love little sweet kids i'm like that's just that's too much for me i love it rasheen should we check in on some of our friends and followers of the podcast now yes let's do our iso whip around I'm going insane. I'm a crazy Scotsman. I'm isolating with Team Parental, who are also driving me insane. I'm feeling depressed. I'm entertaining myself with looking at the clouds and working out which 1920s politician they share the same face with. I've got zero days left before I crack. Okay, here goes. Um, hi. 
I'm Raven. Um, I'm a Canadian who had to leave London because of the pandemic. I'm isolating in a small little Canadian country house with my family. I've been entertaining myself with about 40 hours of playing Pokemon um, as a 25-year-old adult woman, yeah. Uh, and playing lots of music, getting into projects, finding some creativity in all of this. I have blank days before I crack. I've already cracked, honestly. I think I've cracked like four times and I've put myself back together just to get smashed open again because, man, I've lost it a few days for sure. Um, I am enjoying the... I'm enjoying the creativity that can come out of this. Um, kind of going with the worst, the worst parts are being cooped up, the uncertainty, not knowing what's going on. But I think with that, that we can find, um, we can kind of find those little pieces of ourselves that were the bored teenagers, that that's why we played so much music. That's why we painted. That's why we did all these things that we really, truly enjoyed. And I think that that's something that I found is um, just finding all of the things that I used to do to entertain myself and maybe gravitating toward that when all of this goes away. Hi, I'm Howard. I'm an actor and I'm isolating in my flat in London with my partner Avi and our French bulldog Strider. So I'm entertaining myself a lot with both of them. Um, I'm also entertaining myself making chicken pies and bird watching out the window and I'm feeling a little guilty because most of the time not all of the time but most of the time I'm quite enjoying this I'm enjoying spending time with Avi that we're both not having to run around making livings left, right and centre at the moment. I'm enjoying having this sudden richness, this sudden extravagance of time. But about 20% of the time, I am racked with hideous and paralysing fear and anxiety. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Hi, I'm a very extroverted Aussie, uh, self-isolating with a very introverted German. Um, I've been entertaining myself with fake yoga, where I put a YouTube video on to disguise the fact that I'm actually just lying on the mat with my eyes closed. Uh, I think I've got another two and a half weeks in me before I crack. So today we're really excited to be interviewing Dr. Jason Campbell, the TikTok doc. Uh, he is based in Portland. Uh, he's made a little bit of a stir at the moment among the American media for his viral TikTok videos, which are so joyous. And I would recommend you jumping over to his Instagram right now, which we will link in the show notes. He seems to be one of these annoying people who is kind of good at everything he does. So he writes op-eds for a number of publications like the Seattle Times, Chicago Tribune. He is a great dancer. He is by all accounts a great doctor and a great guy. So we are thrilled to have a chat to him. 
we just want to say that we appreciate the work that you're doing so much being a a medical professional and also spreading so much joy you're an absolute joy to watch do you have any spare time at all at the moment if you ask my mom, no. And if I do, I need to be studying. So, uh, so not much. Things have gotten busy, but it's just a blessing. It's absolutely something I never expected. And so, you, when you know, you got to go with it. You got to go with the flow. Well, we, I, I guess, definitely the elephant in the room is TikTok, Mr. TikTok Dog, yeah. because that's how we stumbled up across you and I know that's been making headlines at the moment about your joyous, wonderful TikTok videos. So can you just give us a little bit of insight as to how and when you started them and and why it's continued. Yeah, sure. So I started about five, six weeks ago. I was talking to a friend, uh, a first year medical student, and I was like, hey, do you have any ideas of how I can reach the youth, uh, all the youth, but especially the African-American youth? And she said, TikTok videos is what the youth are doing, high schoolers, college this is this is the thing and i said well uh ah, that's too much work lip syncing and doing the new dance moves like no i tried i tried to upload old dances and like sync up the music but that was not uh that was not very popular so either way i started doing the, the moves and some of the, the get loose with my uh bosses i challenged them to help raise money for a charity and after that one i did the corona foot shake and that took off and the rest is history and uh very very fortunate and um and blessed so that's how that's how it happened what made you want to reach out to the youth in america and particularly the african-american youth sure i've always been a big uh believer in mentorship i've had some wonderful mentors in my life always been a big believer in giving back you know everybody who's known me ever since i you know every step i've made i've tried to give back to the step before me so that's been something i've always believed in i believed in it and where it was trying to do it when i had three thousand instagram followers it's a lot easier when you have ninety two thousand. so uh so you know, i i want to be an influencer who actually influences change influences more young uh blacks to believe that they can be doctors lawyers yeah. businessmen or women politicians and, and other uh walks of life that they maybe never even knew were something that they could do that they deserved so you're based in Portland right now? I am. Right now I'm based in Portland, Oregon until 2022. And then we'll see what the next chapter of my life uh, has in store. I would like to be a pediatric anesthesiologist. So that would be one year uh, fellowship dedicated to peds. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that Melbourne has an amazing children's hospital I've heard about. London has an amazing children's hospital. Searching, those are two of the hospitals I'll be looking at, hopefully uh, completing that year in, so... Can you give us a little snapshot about what Portland's like right now or the state of Oregon in terms of COVID-19 and the lockdowns that are enforced? Sure. Well, thanks to Governor Kate Brown and her team, as well as uh, Oregon Health and Science University and our leadership here, people have done a great job of, of heeding our warning to stay home, to stay safe maybe not even just for yourself, but for others and for your loved ones or the loved ones of someone else that may be elderly. And so because of these high recommendations or suggestions, no, there is no martial law, but, you know, strong urges to stay home and stay safe, Oregonians have been adhering to that and we've kept our numbers low. Uh, Currently right now, I just got the numbers. We only have 10 patients in our hospital with COVID-19. So that's obviously a stark contrast to what's going on in New York City and in Italy. And our hearts, thoughts, and prayers are with our colleagues and the patients that are in all those cities and countries that are being plagued by um, by, by this disease and by this virus. But we're lucky that in Oregon right now, we are, you know, we're prepared for anything. 
but we are very fortunate that we have not seen the burden that some of our uh, colleagues have seen on the East Coast. That's incredible that um, the state of Oregon has had such a low impact, well, particularly in your hospital. Is your hospital a large, a quite a large one? Our hospital is the only academic university hospital in the state. Uh, we do have other pretty large health centers that uh, are, are located here in Oregon and in Portland as well. But yeah, we are the academic center, you know, quaternary tertiary care center for the state. In general, can you give us some insights as to what it feels like to be a medical professional in this COVID-19 space, but I suppose specifically in the U.S.? Sure. I mean, I think that for all of us, whether you are in a city or state that's really um, having a, a tough time right now, or if you're in a city or state that we're, you know, we're very fortunate that their burden is less, it is definitely something special to be someone who, you know, is prepared and ready to deal with this. You know, for me, I have intubated patients that were rule out COVID-19, so patients that we did not know their status. And so to do that, you take all the precautions as if they were positive. So all the personal protective equipment, you know, masks that are very hard to, to communicate with, the eyewear, um, and we take that stuff seriously. And, you know, what, what a lot of people don't realize is that when you remove that stuff, you got to be the most careful once the case is over, once you're finished with the patient. So uh, we have all protocols in place. We have all leadership and different faculty anesthesiologists that have been training us to make sure that we are putting and removing the gear appropriately and um, it's just a different way it's just a different way of life yeah it's it's the fluidity the quickness that we're used to in America has clearly have been put to a bit of a halt and it's not a bad thing you know it's, it's good to slow down some it's but, a time to reflect a bit and do you feel do you and your I mean this is I don't know if this is too personal a question to ask do you and your team feel adequately supported yeah sure well I'll speak for myself so I feel adequately supported whenever I've needed um, any personal protective equipment, I've had it. Okay. Amazing. I can't speak to others, um, how they feel, you know, some people are nervous or concerned and the same people feel, I think, resilience and, and can act accordingly. I think that I felt concerned when I see that somebody who's a few years older than me is suffering in the intensive care unit or is, you know, in Detroit, some, resident had unfortunately died with complications that they believe are related to COVID-19. So that's scary, without a doubt, you know, don't let the smiles confuse you. That, uh, that definitely makes me pause and, and think, but I also know that I take everything very seriously. Like when I wash my hands, when I remove the equipment, um, when I am changing out of my scrubs to go home for the day, just trying to make sure I'm not taking anything home with me um, and being very aware of uh, cleanliness and, and my you know, personal space with others. How do you leave it behind when you get home? Sure, so I guess so the, the one, the, the first part is like I said, just making sure like I'm changing into clean clothes and, and leaving the scrubs that I interact with the patients um, in the dispenser and the where bin to be clean. And then, you know, you get home and, you know, so you have the leaving behind both um, literally and figuratively. So literally we just talked about now figuratively, you, um, when you get home, people can handle this differently. You can turn on the news and watch the news all night. For me, I choose to, you know, the days are longer, the sun's out. I choose to go for a jog. Um, obviously the gyms are closed, but to go for a jog or even a walk uh, with my girlfriend, just 
to relax and to um, reflect on life and appreciate everything that I have and appreciate this journey that I'm on. Um, and so that's kind of my way of, of ending a day and starting a new or, or re revitalizing myself for the next day. It's lovely to hear that you feel supported by your immediate workplace because I think we've seen some rather concerning stories coming out of different hospitals in America where people are talking about not having protective equipment or just being overwhelmed with the influx of patients. So that's, that's so lovely to hear that balance as right. well. Do you feel supported by your government, by your, the leadership from the top down? Right. Yeah. And so I personally do. I think that our governor has done a very good job of um, closing restaurants for takeout only, no dine-in, um, closing all non-essential, you know, barbershops, salons, closed, um, non-essential specialty stores, closed, you know, Target still open where you can get your basic supplies to live, you know, things like that. Grocery stores still open. And these are tough demands and there's always some political side of it you know oregon as a state is fairly red um our governor is blue and democratic and the cities like portland and salem the bigger cities in oregon are democratic so there definitely is always this like you know people that are saying like i don't have enough money i need to go back to work and it's like well for the safety of yourself loved ones others that you don't even know please stay home so I do feel that our governor and the uh, our state government have done a really good job. And it's going to be very tough to see, well, when do we stop? When is it business as normal? How do we come out of this? As one of my bosses said to me today, going into this was tricky. Coming out of this is going to be even trickier because no one wants to make a mistake. Okay, go back to work. And then all of a sudden we have a surge. Yeah. That that no one expected, you know, or, 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 excuse me, we have a surge that we were, that we had worked so hard to stop from happening, but people can't be out of work for six months either. So it's, it's very tricky. It's so difficult to wrap your head around. It's so funny. Um, three weeks ago is when London went into its lockdown and the government oh said, okay, in three weeks, we're going to reassess um, okay. the situation. That was, I think today. Um, and our prime minister's in hospital, <laughs> you know, in the ICU, which is yeah, uh, exactly. You just can't, it's just so bizarre. You, I mean, you do just emit this positivity and it's, I feel positive even just talking to you. I, I, I wonder, and we won't keep you much longer because I know you've got very important things to be getting on with, but do you feel a sense of responsibility right now? I suppose community leaders, doctors, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on them to ease the collective anxiety of people. Do you feel that responsibility and how do you view that and how are you managing that? Sure. So the responsibility that I feel as a physician is that I should not go play football with my buddies. I should not go out to uh, have like a picnic with a hundred people at a park. Like I might do if we weren't doing this, that's, that's the responsibility. Like I don't want people to look and say, Oh, well, he's a doctor, he's in medicine and he's doing it. So maybe things aren't that bad. You know, I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing that people expect of me, you know, wearing masks when is necessary, socially distancing when is necessary, all, all of the above. As far as uh, in the hospital, this joyous personality see, is just my authentic self. Like this is me 365 days, 24 seven. There's occasionally days where, you know, maybe you're not in the best mood, you know, things maybe, oh, 
that case didn't go as smooth as I would have liked, you know, okay, I need to do better next time. Or all oh, that test didn't go as well as I would have liked. I'm a little frustrated. But outside of that, I just, you know, I'm a glass full all the time. Just depends on how you see it. Oh, well, that is so lovely. Thank you so much for chatting to us. It's been really, really great to talk to you. Thank you. Woo. I'm still looking at that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Harness Isolation Diaries. We are proud friends of Rafiki Moema and the Carly Ryan Foundation. Both of these charities work tirelessly to protect young people from harm. Information about both charities will be in the show notes. If you would like to share your story of isolation, we would love to hear from you. On our Instagram page, you'll see a little pro forma for some prompts about how you can structure your voice note, though feel free to get creative. Whatever you come up with, please email it to projectharness at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. You're really, really important to us. Please continue to share, like, subscribe, all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Bye.